been pretty pretty chilled weekend trying to trying to find a balance of like relax but also get shit done that i need yeah to. I know what you mean i've been actually trying to do the exact same I'm practicing a lot of compassion these days though so whenever i'm just doing kind of nothing i'm like that's all right don't worry <laughs> it's okay as long as you do stuff it's okay to relax yeah yeah mm. i definitely mm. Yeah, it's been a minute since we've done one of these, so I don't know. Yeah. I think we'll probably just do a catch up. Pretty much, yeah. When was the last one, actually? I can't remember. Must be like, because the last one I recorded wasn't with you, so it's like maybe nearly a month, is it? Mm, I was thinking that. I still remember when you, because I feel like yeah, it would be like three weeks to a month, I think. Yeah. Hmm. Wow. And what have we done? So many things. Oh yeah, I think I think what you're <laughs> supposed to keep saying is big things coming, and then you just keep saying that oh, until yeah. anything arrives. <laughs> yeah, that's right, everybody. We big things coming. We don't even. We... To... Mm-hmm. Sorry, go ahead. It's the thing every local band has to say on their Facebook. Yeah. Ah, uh, big things coming. No, that's what I was thinking. Was like, there were just... no big things. The way I'm looking at it is big things are coming. We just don't even know what they are yet. <laughs> I'm sure they're coming. Like... Oh, there's big things coming. Not good things, but big things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> big, terrible things. Can you be more specific? Ah, you know, the the economy no, and you don't housing and uh, um, the world just in general. <laughs> Death. Nice and big. <laughs> That's pretty big. Heat, did you say heat death? Yeah. <laughs> Entropy. You know, big Ent- things. <laughs> yeah. Big, big uh, talked about things. Uh, yes, and uh, quantum mechanics and breakthroughs and yeah. Andromeda <laughs> Galaxy. Cl- that's common. Uh, hydrogen, hydrogen collider. That's kind of big. That's like thirty kilometers or whatever it is. <laughs> I think it's way more. Than that. I can't remember. I think I think the biggest thing coming is the Andromeda Galaxy. It's on a it's on a collision course with ours. That's a big thing that's coming. Yeah, that's true. Or is millions it... of years probably, but yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, but, but then it, those it's a millions coming. of years. It's a common, but then those billions <laughs> of years is a big part of time. Like you know, <laughs> it's like all big things, man. <laughs> it's all big. Yeah, it's all big. Big scales. I can't. I can't say anything other than, well, that actually. I, I thought I had something else, but I just completely went up the wrong way there. <laughs> um, well, what have you been up to? I've been talking talking to you rec- more recently than we recorded, which was about two two weeks ago, was it now? Yeah, two I keep trying to remember. Oh, if it's two or three weeks. I can't ago. remember. Two yeah, weeks, I, I think. Every time I come back here, man, it? it's like I just go straight back into work. So then it's like every week just kind of drudges into one again. That like time yeah. is sort of meaningless, you know, like in a way. That's just but, um, that's the COVID crack edit as well. Yeah, anyway. it's, exactly. It's like, yeah, right. you know, so it's it's so hard to like differentiate time. I think it's getting worse. 
think it is. I think it's a good feel like at first. Like <laughs> I feel like I'm losing. Like now I can't. T- like it used to just be I couldn't tell time within the like pandemic and now even time things before the pandemic i'm getting confused too it's like was that 10 oh no that was three years ago yeah like <laughs> oh yeah because i was even calculating up i was like uh i'm paying back my student loan and like i looked up how much i had left to pay and i was like what i was like pure disgusted i was like why do i have so much left to pay off because i thought that like i had been like i thought i got the loan like three and a half four years ago but I only got it two and a half years ago and I calculated it up for four years of payments. And I was like, why do I still like so like so like you know, this was like this is the equivalent of me. I was like, why is there why is there an extra like four grand or whatever I haven't paid off yet? And I was like, what the and I just got felt so confused because I was like, that was four years ago when I got that. It wasn't just fucking two and a half. Like I know exactly what you mean. That was only today. Like, like, like I was only today. I was like, <laughs> what the hell is going on? <laughs> But oh, I, it's hard. Anyway. It's fun. That's a yeah. I, I actually keep wondering, you know, about this time thing that we keep happening. Like I remember hearing before, um, like you know, it's supposed to be good for your head. Like if you go to like work, to occasionally take a different route, like once or twice a week, it's supposed to help reduce the possibility of, like Alzheimer's okay. and stuff like that. And because like you know, routine right. is like good and everything, but breaking of routine and like doing stuff is supposed to be like kind of good for that because it's like kind of you know exciting that part of your brain again of doing something new and doing something different. You have to like if you're going a different route to work, you have to think about it again. Where you or you'll autopilot a route to work, yeah. And it's that kind of autopilot that you kind of want to avoid a lot of the time because that's supposed to be kind of bad for your head. And I was like, how is that going to affect all like billions of people now that have been doing this? Because we're in such a constant routine of this that you can't break because yeah we can't it's like is it gonna that's i mean it'd be interesting like in a bad way if in like 20 years or 30 years there would be a higher rate among people that went live through a pandemic than let's say wouldn't if you know what i mean yeah i was gonna say something that i heard recently that helps is like affects alzheimer's too but i can't can't remember and that's not even a joke. No, <laughs> <laughs> it's just. I was like, I heard something about Alzheimer's recently. I was like, no, nah, it's gone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I didn't even pick it up. But yeah, that sounds like a really, really dark joke about it. Like, I <laughs> 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 hope it'll come back to me. Uh, mm. Maybe it will. It'll, I don't know. It'll, it'll last until like the end of the episode. And you'll be like, that's what it is. <laughs> Don't get old. <laughs> but um, yeah. How you how you been doing since your big three zero? Been doing good actually. Been making a load of a lot of changes. I'm kind of worried that I'm like trying to change too many things at once, but I feel good. <laughs> good. Yeah. I, I, are we going to say something? No, not good. I, I will eventually, but you can first. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, no, like it. Before I turned thirty, I was kind of getting, feeling this like sort of apprehension or something, and I think it was just because I it felt like a a milestone coming. But like, what on the morning I woke up of my on my thirtieth, I was like, I was like, ah, oh, I feel good actually. Yeah, <laughs> <It> kind of feels <laughs> like a. It's like a, I don't know. I feel like there's possibilities or something. It's cool feels like I'm, i want to like an opportunity to do things differently or just switch things up or something and it's yeah it's not as a uh, awful as i was 
sort of expecting like I was okay. I, I wasn't like panicking before I turned 30 or anything, but even just like on the weeks before. But I think that had partly to do with like like being in lockdown and stuff because it was almost like two weeks beforehand or something. I was like, oh shit, I'm nearly 30. Like it kind of felt like it came out of nowhere because there was no the same thing we were talking about with with the passage of time. Yeah. It was like it just felt like it was suddenly upon me. But yeah, as soon as it happened, I was like, I'm cool with this. <laughs> kind of that thing, just like you, it, you build it up worse in your head and then whenever it happens, it's like, oh wait, it's it's all okay. Like, <laughs> you well, know, you're kind of like you're expecting you, i'd imagine you're almost expecting like you're gonna feel something or you're gonna feel like a certain way and you like you're like oh wait i just feel you know well feel good or i feel like myself like, well even beforehand i was kind of like that i was like you know what i, I feel kind of like okay i didn't have really strong feelings either way to be mm-hmm. honest but it was just like it's just that sudden feeling kind of made me be like oh am i ready or whatever <laughs> kind of yeah. silly yeah, I'm, I'm ready. Yeah. To I think you're you married or something. It's like, oh, am I ready? Yeah. <laughs> am I ready to walk down the island? And be thirty. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Are you ready to experience time? <laughs> <laughs> the passages you've done for the past <laughs> the entire life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, but no. Yeah, I feel good, and I've been like just making. I feel like I want to like it to be different or something. So I've been. Like I've been uh, working out. Uh, I think last third. When did I start? Oh, I'm over a week already. Oh, I can't tell time. I, f- I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on. I've been I've been keeping track. There's another thing I've been doing recently. Is I started bullet journaling. Have you heard about that? No, but I'm gonna assume is that like just you're keeping track of like your workouts and like stuff you do today. Obviously in bullet point form. It's like a, it's a whole um, sort of program that a guy invented a while ago. Um, it's worth checking out. Um, anyone who's like me who has trouble getting organized. Like I heard about it. I was looking at videos and there's some of them come out around seven years ago. So that might have been when it first started even before that. Mm. But I remember hearing about it at the time. And I was like, that's kind of interesting. And then kind of just forgot about it. And then there's a guy on YouTube who's, I watched some of his other videos and he tried it out for four months and watching his video kind of made it click with me. And I was like, oh, you know what? I'll, I'll give that a go. Mm. See what happens. Because he was talking about, you know, he found out he had more more time in his hands and he was like managing time better. And that's a big thing. That's something I really, like, I understand the value of prioritizing my time, but it's something I also have bother with sometimes. Yeah, I get what you mean. Or, or it is helpful. Uh, let me see if I can remember the like. There's like a phrase that kind of sums it all up. It's like um, it's a time to, or it's a way to um, plan for the future, look at the past, and um, make the most of the present, or something like that. Hmm. <laughs> So it's kind of like uh, these different, like I, I've got it in front of me here. So like, this is one thing you do. Hmm. You divide up your pages into like months and that's your future log. And then, and then you go like to the month. So I've got the whole month mapped out and I've got like habit tracking and then you go to the weeks and the days. So it's like Wait. really good way to um, zoom in you and out and see everything. And then once. go down smaller and smaller kind of like. Yeah. And then you like, 
it's a whole system to you of like um you it's like there's all these like um keys like a, a dot is a task you have to complete and an x through that dot is means it's complete but oh. then there's a whole thing where you turn the dot into an arrow so you you can migrate it uh either forward to like the next day or the next week or you migrate it back and put it in the future log because you know that you can't do it until the, a, a, a month in the future or something like that oh, right. and then it's just like uh then you can follow it up with whatever you want the rest of the time mm. um and it's it's great because it's got an index that you put an and you make like two pages that start for an index and you number all the pages so then whatever you put in you can put in like anything like i like i do things where i just like open up a notebook and make lists <laughs> yeah and this is like a way to just put it all together and then it's just automatically organized because you just go to the index and put what you what random shit did you put on a random page you just write down what that is with the page number. That's, that's, yeah, that's so, brilliant. It makes sense. Yeah, so it's just so that you can find everything easier and it's condensed yeah. into one place. I remember, I don't but know why. Kind of something... think... Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, no, no, go ahead. Just think, a funny start and why, whenever you said about numbering pages, I remember when I was like really young, like five or six, saying that like a copy I had to my dad wasn't numbered. And I was like, I don't want a number, it'll take too long. And he's like, how many pages in this? Uh, he was like, I was like 200. He was like, that'll take like 200 seconds. It's like less than less than five minutes. <laughs> I that was funny. You, know, you don't think about yeah. it when you're a kid, like you know. And I was like, oh yeah, yeah. Just went and did it then. <laughs> Sorry, going back to well, you. It's funny you mentioned being like a kid because, like, after I was doing it for a, a day or two, and I should say that, like, it is kind of hard to get your head around how how it works unless you just try it. Because it was like mm. I was using it for a day, and then like I started realizing the potential of it the more I used it. But yeah, I realized that I, I I basically tried to do this when I was younger. I had this, like I wanted, I, there was something, I wanted to like put everything into a book or I, I don't know, I just had this idea of like putting up all these random things into a, a book, but I, but it was the, the index that the, the, the creator, writer Carl, I think his name is, um, he came up with like, that was the solution that I did not come up with when I was yeah. younger. <laughs> yeah, I get what you mean. But it, it, it really just changed. It's so simple, but it changes everything. It just goes from putting everything in a book and it being a disorganized mess to being completely organized. It's really yeah. cool. I do like the idea of an, an index anyway for like writing some stuff. Because if I write stuff down, yeah, that can happen a lot. Either get lost or like, you'll, you'll like write something and it's like correlating to something else. And then you're like... Where is that other thing that's supposed to be a part of, or that kind of way? There's just you know exactly disorganization of all the stuff I've written down. Like yeah, and it's like it's it puts it really simply too. It's like, um, say you're writing, I don't know, say you put two pages aside for like uh, story ideas, hmm. and you put in the index. It's like story ideas, ten to eleven, and then you fill those two pages, and then you start another page, but it's like five pages later. Hmm. So it's like. It's not with the other one, so you just go back to the index and you just go like ten to eleven, comma sixteen or whatever. Hmm. So it's just like you just add in like even if it's all disorganized in the book, you can just put it all together in the index again. Yeah, exactly. It's really cool. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's kind of like a mixture of like you can be the, it's an organized way of being disorganized almost in a way because as long as you have the <laughs> almost, index, you yeah. can you can because if you have the index, you can find everything and it kind of as long as you have yeah. the index made correctly, it doesn't really matter how you kind of do everything else. Yeah, because you, you see technically yeah, there's you a, there's can. A, I'm sorry, I was just gonna like, say yeah. There's a there, that freedom as well. The two where you can just like put whatever in 
Yeah, because and even if you make a mistake, it doesn't really matter. You just like ignore that page. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then you just even, you could even cross that line out of the index. Yeah, I've noticed I haven't quite broken the habit yet because I was writing in a random notepad earlier too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I do that a lot too. Or like I have separate things that like the way I kind of try and do it is I have like I have one like one thing for like uh one story i'm writing and then i have one which is like more of a longer story and then i have a one book for kind of more short stories and then because i think what is talking about you and your birthday about the whole radio play idea i've got another book now for a script <laughs> yeah and i'm just kind of do that to just kind of keep them so that if i know any way i'm looking for to do one of these things i know at least the place to start looking i not know exactly where it is in the book but i know the book to look at yeah that makes sense. yeah that's kind of the way i am too it's like a organized disorder <laughs> yeah it only makes sense to you yeah you pretty, know much. To pick up. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much yeah because there's one of them in a short story one where like i think like at the start is where i have like most of a short story and it's like all right i better but i'm interrupt this one so then i started another one like 10 pages from the end so there's like nothing yeah. in the middle <laughs> why i decided to do it like that but i was like i don't know how many pages i'll need on this one so i'll just start this one at the end and see how yeah. it goes. this is uh, it's not really very well organized like <laughs> yeah no i've got stuff like that where there's like short stories in the middle of longer stories <laughs> yeah <laughs> refer to page like, like a, whatever i'll, I'll like... fix it in the edit <laughs> yeah pretty much <laughs> uh, yeah but if it... anyone wants to get into it there's a the video i watched that like kind of made me made it click with me a bit was uh uh is it wheezy waiter is that his name he does like these like sort of they're kind of like vlog start a channel but he, he'll do like cha- challenges like this like mm. uh i tried um like this one was i tried bullet journaling for four months or i tried working out every day for how many months or i tried whatever and then kind of it's a cool way to like get a good impression of something without even <laughs> trying it yeah i suppose because like, four there's, like months a four... is a decent enough amount of time like you know it's not like i did something for yeah. a week because after a week you don't really know anything like yeah i think and i think he does like daily updates on his on like a second channel mm. where like he's actually you're getting real time what he's doing and yeah. then when he's done he makes just like a, a main video and then there's like a four minute video on the bullet journal um youtube that's another thing like um actually i'll get onto that in a second um yeah, just the like the main video on the bullet journal channel is four minutes and it tells you how to set it up and that's all you need to know. But um people like it's became it became really big on like Instagram and stuff and, and YouTube in general because people make like these really elaborate, like pretty bullet journals and it can be really intimidating. But um there's a really cool like documentary I discovered too. It's like t- just 10 minutes long and it's like kind of the history of bullet journal. I think it only came out this year or last year too, which is kind of random, but <laughs> it's like a current sort of a retrospective, I suppose, on it. And it's there's interviews with the creator on and all in it too. And he's explaining how he started it and everything. And they kind of address that fact that it kind of got out of hand and like, and it's like kind of probably taken a, away sort of from his idea if you know what I mean because I feel like, yeah, if, you're spending, like, I feel like almost, if you're spending time making an elaborate one you're kind of t- you're defeating kind of the point a wee bit because it's not supposed to be elaborate it's supposed to be like yeah, a exactly. sort of like it's supposed to make you more, more productive not sit there waste time drawing yeah, butterflies procrastinate by making a nice internal <laughs> yeah <you have>, like <laughs> which is why which is why I think it's worth watching like his video on how to set it up too because like it takes no time to get Mm. going 
and then once you use it you can start like doing other shit and i'll probably keep updating you on how i'm getting on with it uh mm. here but like it's only been a week so far and i just it, like it's it kind of it uh in, incorporates a thing that i discovered on my own by accident too which was um like i would make to-do lists and this is kind of what the bullet journal is too it's almost like a persistent to-do list mm. where like when you set up your month at the start you write a list of all the things you want to do that month and then when you go to, to like the per day or ter- or per week you kind of look at that and you put in what you want to do again but like i would have done to do this anyway and i accidentally discovered that if you make a to-do list the night before it really helps you the next morning when you're waking up because you wake up and you're not just sitting there being like, what am I doing today? You kind of know it's in your head already mm. because you made the list the previous night. Or if it isn't still in your head, at least you know that there is a reason. Of, you just you need know, to get up and look at your book. Do. That's actually kind of funny yeah. because that makes me think about even yesterday. Yeah, yesterday morning when I woke up because I was getting up at like half five every morning this week. Usually what happens on Saturdays and Sundays when I do even try and get a rely on my early shift is I wake up at that time anyway. So I actually woke yeah. up at like six and then I was like, oh, well, you know, I'm going to turn off and go back to sleep. And then I did sleep and I thought I was like, oh, fuck, it's probably about 12 or something. It was 8 a.m. So I got up anyway, like, and then I did everything I needed to do. I've actually started working out again, too. So nice. I was like, got straight up, did my workout, uh, finished off like all the washing stuff I had to do and like took out the bin. And that was kind of funny because like I had by the time I finished working out, I think I'm at a, no, I didn't go for a walk. I think it's on, I went to the shop too, but the time I'd like finished doing all that stuff, it was only like quarter to 10. And I was like, fuck, what do I do now? Because usually I'm like way later in the day. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was like, I've done everything. I mean, this was all like stuff. I just had to go get diesel, take out the bin and fucking do my workout. I was like, oh, fuck, what do I do now? <laughs> you know, it would have been handy. I was kind of like restless for like an hour or an hour and a half. I was kind of like, I don't know if I want to sit down and read. I don't know if I want to do that. You know what I mean? You're just getting, you just kind of wander around. You can't see, seem to pick any one thing to do. Yeah. I eventually settled down, but I, was yeah. like, I feel like that would have helped. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's kind of, that's what the guy Wheezy Waiter was saying too. It's like, usually he wakes up and kind of improvises his day. Like he just sits there and he's like, what I need to do. And whatever the first thing comes in his head, he does. And like, I definitely do that. And it's like, not, <laughs> you don't get stuff done or you don't finish stuff anyway. <laughs> Maybe yeah. you do stuff, but it, because I even a couple of days recently I was doing that I was like at the end of the day I was like I feel like I was busy all day and I got like nothing to show for it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I know exactly what you mean. Like not even one percent. Like <laughs> the only thing I, like, yeah. I feel better about working out is is that, like because I don't always get out for walks or something because either I'm just tired or like I'm just it's raining here. It's like I always feel a lot better now because I've done it because I'm following a thing like just a DVD thing on my laptop. Well, not DVD, like a video on my laptop thing going week by yeah. week and at least i feel like i'm i'm guilt free of whatever i do after i get it done for the day if you know what i mean yeah i've done my exercise for the day so i'm allowed to do whatever the fuck i want <laughs> it just yeah. makes it feel a lot better that's nice yeah mm. yeah this kind of um, this and the um the exercise is kind of another thing i sort of realized about myself like it's almost like a way i realized i can hack my brain a little bit is like because there's a bit of a learning curve with like the bullet journal and there's like um there's there's something a bit more to it than just like this new this thing like and the type of exercise i've been doing is with resistance bands so again that's like a a new thing to learn like those kind of things really like sort of 
tickle my brain or something that's like I, lo- I love like diving into these new things these mm-hmm. new th- that I don't know anything about and working them out and like figuring so it it's out a way to from there sort of like yeah I kind of realized that I can use that to my advantage that interest that like novelty I suppose that like my brain likes to keep me doing stuff mm-hmm. and as well the the habit tracker that I've been doing in the journal has actually helped me keep up with my exercise too there was one day I think it was Thursday there Wednesday or Thursday, I woke up and I was like, oh, I can't be bothered to exercise today. But I had all these X's in my uh, my journal, and I was like, Yeah, but when I finish, I get to add another X. So that's straight yeah, exactly. good. <laughs> and that like that was what made me do it. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't have done it otherwise if I didn't have that like we thing. Yeah, like that was like me today. Today was like when I got up, I was like, I just don't feel like doing it yet. But I was kind of like, I'll do it. I have to get it done before one o'clock. That's what I kind of set myself. And because it mm. takes about 45 minutes, it gives me till quarter past 12. And I was up at like nine and I'd like eaten something and stuff. And I kind of did just faff about. But then it was like, right, it's come to the point. I just have to do it now because I said I was going to get it done before one o'clock because I didn't yeah. want to break it. And I didn't feel like doing it. And then I was really happy when I did it. Like, yeah, that's what I because I mine is six days a week. So I'm like I'm trying to get I'm going to get super buff and then stop reading books and start beating up nerds. That's my plan. <laughs> <laughs> Write me more books, nerd. Go, go, go into fucking working. Push over all the lab equipment, fucking dweebs. Do something. Yeah, I think you should threat bully nerds into writing more sci-fi for you to read. (laughs) Make it better, idiot. Beat them up with their own book. (laughs) I like that idea. I like that idea a lot. I think that's way more productive. (laughs) So it's just yeah. Don't don't, tell, don't, I mean, don't, like... don't tell them what type I like either. Just leave them completely in the dash. <laughs> yeah. I'm the ultimate bully. Um, <laughs> oh yeah. She mentioned that um the res- using the resistance band was a tip I got from uh Camille Nanjiani and his wife's podcast. Oh yeah. Uh he brought it up in an episode of like um resistance bands as an alternative for weights because i don't know if it's still the case but it was hard to get uh weights for a while anyway mm, i think it depends but also like just some people might not have the space for weights or it's like you know resistance bands or yeah. easy to just keep anywhere like yeah it's they're really handy like and you can do all the same exercises and even some better maybe and there's mm. I, I was looking into it like i said because it's a fun new thing to learn about <laughs> but some like uh like physiotherapists really like uh resistance training for example because it's um progressive resistance like where if you lift a weight it's hardest at the at the start because you're like your muscles are completely relaxed and it kind of gets a bit easier when you're tensing or whatever mm-hmm. or there's resistance bands it's hardest at the at the highest extension like the forces yeah. so um, you can go as, as far as you can like i get, get yeah. what you mean and also means you but apparently, I think my brother would have had to have done a lot of that and like physiotherapy and stuff. Yeah, apparently that uh, kind of muscle training is better for um, like coordination and different things like that. And just like uh, overall, there's like a different benefit to it. But yeah, it's cool. It's cool. It's kind yeah, of cool. Used, to have them before, but never consistently. Like it would have been one of those things. Usually just more yeah. weights. Not even yeah, there was about five days of like every every muscle hurt. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I, I finally started stopping. 
<laughs> yeah, mine was eventually. It was just kind of like this Saturday whenever I woke up and I wasn't stiff. And the worst was like, <laughs> my, it was my calves and stuff were the worst. And I was doing as yeah. well. I think I think this week a, a burnt. I was did over ten thousand steps. I think every single day at work. And then Wednesday I did like fifteen. And my calves were just on fire all day. I was like. <laughs> I was like, just one week. You just need to get through the first week. Like, you just need to do this. Like, you just need to get through this, and you're all fine now. Because you know what I mean. I'm not sore now, and I did it earlier. But like last week, it was fucking body ache central. Yeah. <laughs> it's a nice, it's a nice feeling though. I know. It's what I was gonna ache. say it's, it's, not, it's not kinda... like being hungover. <laughs> it's like fucking. No, like every, it's like every time I go up the stair, go up the stairs, my. Um feel like my muscles hurt and i'll be like oh yeah that's good good stuff yeah <laughs> it's supposed to <laughs> like, again, like this is supposed there, to happen there is something about it there's like like that um it's like really feeling your body like it's quite mindful in a weird way it's like mm-hmm. it's like oh yeah this is this is good there's like a feeling of connection whenever you're feeling those muscle aches something about it yeah and i think it's good too because like i was i think on friday night because friday's like my my rest day or like rest kind of yeah. like cheat day and i was like because i'm gonna i'm gonna try and take a um be off the drink for a while too and then i was like that's oh, friday and like last some day i was like fuck it i could just get a bottle of wine and chat me kelly and she was like you'll hate it you'll hate yourself tomorrow and she was like and you might even work out which i probably would do but she was like but you'll end up just eating shit food all day and i think that's what really got me i was like yeah. no matter what if i've had any alcohol in my system i know i'd just get something shit to eat the next yeah. day and I was like yeah i don't want to do that because i've been eating healthier too obviously yeah and I was like, that's what really got me. It wasn't the drinking or the hangover. I was like, I'd order a pizza or something. Just make the entire yeah. week go to waste in one meal. <laughs> yeah, that's what um, uh, Peter Rollins, that Belfast philosopher mm. that I brought up here before, he was talking about um, he was talking about cheat days and like diets. Mm. And he's saying that the point of them is not that you. It's so at the start you like you'll you'll use your cheat day and you'll eat loads of shit. But then eventually you'll realize that you feel worse afterwards and you'll just stop it yourself. It's like it's about yeah. kind of, it's not about keeping that cheat day. It's about learning that you actually are better off without it. And I was like, yeah. that's kind of, that's pretty cool. Yeah, because I was so reading that's, about that That's too. exactly what happened. You you like had your cheat day and it's like, no, nah, I feel worse though. So yeah. I won't. Because like don't even cheat. A part of my cheat day, I may not have drank wine or anything, but I did just get a frozen pizza because that's usually what I do on a Friday night as a wee treat. And I do think it really affected me worse next day and i did notice that because i did notice because it's not only about the fact that you'll feel worse you, you almost kind of in a way sicken yourself of it because you know you'll feel worse it's like yeah. kind of it's like what you're saying like it's like a psychological aspect to it which i didn't know before if because i i was looking up about it too i was like why you do them and i was like that actually makes i never thought of it that way before it makes such yeah. a perfect sense <laughs> yeah it's, it's it's like twofold because it's like the it's one of the things that get that like is attractive when you start because it's like, oh, well, I can do the diet because I get a cheat day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, it, so it's a thing able, to get you into it. Six days, like, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then once you're in date, you'll just cut it out yourself. Mm-hmm. Kind of cool, yeah. Yeah. What Hopefully. genius came up with that? <laughs> yeah. So we're going to become what? the buff podcast now. Oh, just yeah. On, like protein shakes and snake oil and I don't know. Well, we've already been pretty heavy. <laughs> yeah. I meant to uh that was supposed to be subject matter, not not a comment on our weights. Yeah, <laughs> I can't do just both. I thought it was kind of the double whammy, but I don't know. Heavy man, like, heavy bodies. Like, if, we, if, we, if we start like working on getting like kind of buff and then like trying to talk about philosophy, it sounds like we're essentially just 
sounds like two guys that listen too much to the Joe Rogan podcast. It sounded trying to <laughs> And the funny thing is, is I don't know about you, but I don't actually watch the Joe Rogan or listen to Joe Rogan. Neither do. Yeah. <laughs> That's like just the stereotype, like, isn't it? <laughs> hey, bro, what do you think of Descartes? <laughs> <laughs> don't be such a fucking nihilist, bro, and lift that weight. <laughs> <laughs> lift that weight, bro. It's all meaningless. <laughs> <laughs> The only not meaningless in this life is those gains. <laughs> <laughs> I know we're joking about it, but I feel like some somewhere there is somebody like that. <laughs> ah, there I'm sure there is, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, one thing I was just going to say before we move on was uh, one of the benefits of the bullet journal or just having like a sort of big to do this that you can kind of break up is it just makes things feel way more manageable too and I would I realized that like I'd spend a lot of sort of mental energy like holding these things in my head that I have to do like mm. even if I was doing one thing I'd be thinking about like oh when I finish this I have to do another one yeah and just having a big like just being able to put it all down even the way it's like you put it uh, there's like a month section to put them all down and then you can take from that into be more manageable day chunks it just like it just even if you're i don't know I'm, I'm definitely getting more done but even the feeling of being able to get more done on its yeah, own you, is good i suppose yeah. if it's small smaller tasks and you say you cross them off it feels like you're you're progressing rather than like just the constant feeling of standing yeah. still <laughs> and just that thing too of like i said being able to get up in the morning and, and not been sitting there being like what am i doing today mm. just being able to look and and like it's cool too because you can kind of look at you could have like a list of five things but you realize that like the fourth one down is the most urgent so you can start there and like mm. you can do things yeah, you, that don't, way you don't have that. to number them or anything you just have to have them on the page yeah you could, you can just go once because you might not even realize that what's more important that you just until you have got them all down you can take a look then and you realize oh well that one's actually needs done first for definite and things like that i like that because i always like that thing if you can't make a decision you know somebody just asks you but well, what do you want to do and it's the first thing that pops into your head because i think that's usually true a lot of the time if you're doing stuff like or you can, you it's can like that thing if too you much no that it's like that thing if you can't decide you flip a coin and uh it's whatever side you wish in the moment that it lands on yeah it's so like, it's like you don't you, you do know your choice you just yeah won't pick it for some reason yeah Probably for the, the drama, or I don't, I don't know. <laughs> but uh, it's just yeah. that thing. It's like we, what we want and what we need, or uh, there's seldom uh, overlap. Yeah. Like what do we want is loads of money, and what we need to do is put into work. But no, I want to play the lottery. Or, or what we what we need and what we th- think we need, maybe. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, no messing. I was just, I was thinking about this recently. I was chatting to uh, Emily at work about it. It's so funny. Everyone, like, once in a while, like, once or twice a month, is putting two euro to play the lottery just uh, on, like, Friday nights. Now, come here. Like, you just give it to them and do it over the weekend. And I'd never played lottery before in my life. And it's like, really just is that wee bit of hope, isn't it? It's like, I know for a fact I'm never going to win this, but it just gives me that wee bit of hope. And I'm just like, maybe I won't be, maybe I won't be back here on Monday. Just maybe there's not like these most minuscule chance that I will not be back here on Monday. And you just walk off happy and they're like, that's it. That's that's exactly how they get you. 
So okay, well, I went nowhere. That's just uh, my head. <laughs> uh, again, um, Pete Rollins. I've been listening to a good bit of his podcast, which I, I don't know if I brought up here before. Actually, I think I know you did. I, brought I, like you did. Him. I don't know actually if you brought up his podcast. I know you brought up him. Yeah, I brought up him on other podcasts for definite. Yeah, but uh, his own podcast is very good too. It's called uh, The Fundamentalists, and they kind of it's cool because they kind of like. Um, they they kind of continue on, like it'll be different topics every week, different sort of philosophical ideas. But he'll it'll often like be inspired by something they talk about the week before or something, which is kind of cool. Hmm. But yeah, one, he actually brought up a thing about the lottery there, and one I was listening to recently, and he's talking about like whenever you go to philosophy class or like studying it in college, or whatever. One of the first things they usually bring up is like um is the is a lotter doing a lottery a good idea and the the answer is usually leads to not not really like you're you're more likely to you're more likely to lose and win and all this here kind of thing but he was talking about um it's a subject he, he talks about quite a bit it's like these different types of like uh pleasure and like one is there's like enjoyment and there's pleasure and pleasure is like the actual reward so that'd be winning the winning the lottery but mm. enjoyment comes from anticipation so whenever you buy a lottery ticket that thing that you said the hope it enables you to have this fantasy of like oh when i win i'm gonna yeah. um i'm gonna go live in jamaica yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what you, you want know. to do anyway. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, it just like enables you this fantasy that like you can't you can't really you don't have otherwise, and it because of that, it can actually be a positive experience. You see, I would actually argue for us it's a positive experience because sometimes you do it like you go in and like hand it to the woman at work, Trish, and like give her and chat a wee bit, and I'll be like, you know, it's like we all like as a you know, it's kind of like coming together, and it's like, like yeah. one of the things. It's like one of the things we were laughing about. It's like, can you imagine if none of us showed up on Monday? Like, what would they do here? <laughs> you know, it's yeah. kind of funny things. Like, yeah, that's kind you know, of nice. a topic yeah. of discussion, like between people. It's funny. Like, yeah, what, what's the name for that again? When you saw a group, um, I can't remember. Do you mean like like the kind of group enjoyment? The kind of like no, like the group, like the group lottery. Oh, it's called a syndicate. Syndicate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that is true. Actually, there's kind of this. Uh, it's very unifying. It's like, oh, when when we when we're gonna do this. Yeah, and it's like, yeah, exactly. Like you know, we're all like you know, each of us ring one by one to sell like the like, the main guy. We won't be in today, kind of thing. Like you know, fire me if you want. Just for yeah, something kind of like, something kind of nice about that idea. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's kind of why I like doing it because it's just a bit of like, and like I think it's the one thing that I think absolutely everybody in there does together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's but, cool. Um, yeah, I'd I've never I'd never like in my life. I'd say I've played the lottery more than I've been in Alchemers in the past year than I had done in my entire life times ten. So <laughs> 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 I think I've done it once. <laughs> <laughs> they even asked me, and it's like this is gonna sound stupid. I think they was like, "You ever gonna go get it?" And I was like, "Honestly, I don't even know how. I've never done it before." <laughs> I, think, I, think it, like, I don't know what. 
I'll be I, honest, I I'm not really sure how the system works. <laughs> I, I have this weird feeling that I think I did it once after I turned 18, just because I turned 18. You know, that oh, kind yeah. of way. It was like, you know, I'm going to go buy drink legally for the first time. I'm going to go play the lottery. I'm going to go buy a pack of cigarettes. Fucking, yeah, what else can I do? Fucking you went and played the lottery and bought a, vod- bought a bottle of vodka. Vodka to celebrate. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I brought up uh, Kumail Nanjiani and his uh, wife Emily's podcast earlier. Mm. Uh, it's called uh, Kumail and em- Kumail and Emily's. No, staying in with Kumail and Emily or Emily. You said Kumail. it before, and I think it's staying in with. I don't know which way their names go. I don't know which order it is, and either <laughs> you'll find it anyway. Just staying in, and there's there is another podcast called like Staying In Podcast or something, mm. but uh, just with his name. But it's funny how similar it is to ours. Oh, really? Like the more I listen to it, the more similarities I hear. They started well um, after like the first lockdown, and it's just like even like the first episodes. Um, Emily mentioned like being stoic, and in the last. E- I think one of the last episodes I listened to, Camille was like, "Oh, I've been thinking of watching all the Lord of the Rings movies in one day." It's <laughs> <laughs> more popular than us. Stop stealing our ideas. <laughs> it's funny that, like, uh, we've basically been doing this parallel, like us and them, and it, like the, the crossover, like, is hilarious. Yeah, that's pretty. Funny. It is very good too. It's it's really cool because. Um, I suppose we're given um, advice on like being alone, I suppose, where they are a couple living together. So I think Mm. that's a way that it varies. And also Emily is like a licensed therapist. So she actually has. (laughs) She has better advice than we're ever going to (laughs) get. We listen to it. It's like, this is what I think. Listen to her and think, ah, so it's completely wrong. But yeah, no, it is very good. That's and cool. they they get like uh, cool interviews. The way they do it too is um, they'll have like the main episode and then they'll have a bonus one, which will be talking to like uh, like they did one on Camille's trainer that, that like got him in shape for um, Eternals. The Eternals. Yeah. He's, he's fucking ripped now. Yeah. Yeah. He's mad. Looking. <laughs> so funny how like my introduction to him was as a nerd on Silicon Valley and now I'm like you can't play that role anymore yeah <laughs> I don't watch Silicon Valley I just kind of think of I think I've said it before he, he's in a, an episode of the new series of the Twilight Zone and it's a fucking yeah. to me it was one of my favorite episodes that I watched because he's kind of well he is just playing himself yeah. <laughs> like um, it's really cool but he doesn't look I don't know if you see I don't know if by then but I imagine by then he probably is really fit but they make it they make sure that he doesn't look that way, or I don't know if it was afterwards, you know, that kind of way. Yeah. But he, either way, he doesn't look like how I've seen photos of him in the Eternals. Like, <laughs> yeah. He looks, he looks like a nerd, probably like in Silicon yeah. Valley. But, um, yeah, so like the, they'll do the interviews in a bonus episode. So then if you're not interested in that subject, so like that one, it's just ta- talking about like working out and fitness and stuff. So you can just skip it, which is a good idea. And also, uh, I don't feel bad advising people to listen to our competition because they, uh, uh, any money they make, they're donating to, which is cool. Yeah, that's pretty nice. Yeah, anything they like, make from like, we're, we're definitely still better. It's just that, like, they, they, they got off first. It's hard, you know, you know, it's hard. 
<laughs> they're also professionals. They had it. They had a podcast years ago too. Yeah, exactly. So, wait, 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 wait. Are you trying to say we're not professionals? <laughs> uh, moving on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got any recommendations any for me or the people? People. I feel like I did now and I've actually forgot as soon as you I know I've read two books since we last talked, but there's something I've been watching too. Oh god, I <laughs> thank god you can edit this out anyway. You know sometimes when people ask you stuff and then your mind just goes blank all of a sudden? Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, don't think you can remember read two books recently. Martian Time Slip by Philip K. Dick. Which was I really enjoyed and I thought it was funny. He had some kinda I think I wrote down there was a couple of things. I think he had a few more, but I can't remember where I wrote them all. He had a few kind of things that were sort of semi-prophetic. It was He mentions mm. everyone goes to Mars in it, essentially, because it's so hard to get a job on Earth without a master's degree or a doctorate that everyone with degrees goes to Mars. I was like, oh, well, that's okay. pretty much immigration. <laughs> that's immigration today, <laughs> yeah. really, for all the Irish going to Australia. Um, Talk about illegal aliens. Yeah. Um, there was something else. Oh, yeah, it was really interesting. He wrote something fantastic, uh, like, as a bit of like of characterization of one of the guys in it is definitely like sexist but he the way he did it was brilliant was like he's reading he's kind of up his own ass and he's reading newspaper and he hears about a woman who like performed like eight thousand therapeutic abortions back back on earth and he's like oh that's a good job for a woman i'm sure she's a nurse and it's like well she's <laughs> former knows she would have been a doctor but it's just that it was yeah. excellent kind of like characterization yeah <laughs> <laughs> but there's like, I just thought it was very smartly done like you kind of yeah and then the next, but the book I read then replay that's one I will fucking highly oh, yeah. highly you were, highly recommend you were on about that before yeah I think I was chatting to you um was last up about it I finished it and like it's on like almost like every you know top sci-fi list must read this yeah and all this kind of thing and I read it and I read it with like you know I'd had it for ages you know you kind of read something with really high expectations Kind of mm-hmm. because it's supposed to be so good and it fucking lived up to everyone. I fucking really enjoyed it. I can't believe how much I enjoyed it. Like, I thought it was just so, like, the, it was so hard to put down, you know? Every chapter finished and it was like, yeah, but what happens next? And what happens mm-hmm. next? And, you know, it was yeah. just, it was so well done. So I'd highly recommend that if anyone, because nice. it, and also it's not really, like, it's classified as sci fi. What I find funny is it must have been the author to classify that because you classify it as fancy or you could just classify it as a story because the only thing that's sci fi or whatever about it is replay is just about a guy who keeps reliving his life. He has a heart attack on, I think, the 15th of, of October at like seven minutes past one every single time he turns 43 and then he goes back to like 21. And that's it. It's just him reliving his life over and over. But that's really the only like science fiction part of it is that he relives his life. But it's just so interesting because it's kind of like mm. all the different lives he goes through and how he does it. And like, you know, he, he, he remembers stuff so he can earn money. But it's just like, it's interesting because the first time, you know, he goes back and he makes a lot of money. And then so he like goes to Vegas, gets like his, you know, kind of like a hooker and stuff like that there. You know, he lives his life. And then the second time he like, you know, gets like a proper wife, makes a really nice home for himself and stuff. And then it's like the third time he just gets pure depressed because he it's all fucking meaningless because yeah. all these people that he loves are always going to die. It's really the interesting. Work, the, yeah. the original title for that was uh, uh, Groundhog 20 Years, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it just wasn't snappy enough. <laughs> <laughs> it did come out before Groundhog Day, though. <laughs> That's the weird part. <laughs> yeah. 
but uh, I would just highly recommend it. I couldn't believe how much it did. Bit bit dated, maybe. It's really that, good. It is a bit dated, maybe in a way that some of the female characters are, but like it's still a very good read. I like my female characters like that. Yeah, <laughs> good old fucking from the past. Yeah, <laughs> like some 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 of them are good, and then some of them are just like you know as two Ds can be really, but um. It's still, yeah, I would definitely recommend it. It's very, very good. And it uh, it does good of giving you a couple of, like, red herrings, say, of... Oh, like, yeah. This isn't spoiling anything of, like, what it might what it might be, that kind of way. But, um... Yeah, yeah that's, that's cool. That's about me. I still can't remember what, what I've been watching. Well, um... I just finished uh, reading Revolutionary Road today, actually. Revolutionary That's by... I read it. Who's that by again? Richard Yates. Yeah. Anyone what was the book? Oh, uh, Ken Grimwood. Okay. Yeah, like I, I read Revolutionary Road about ten years ago, and like I'm like I read it, and I was like, at the time, I just remember being like, I think I just read my favorite book, yeah, <laughs> ever possibly, and rereading it, it's like, yeah, I think I was right. Yeah, like, <laughs> oh, that's classic. Yeah, it's just like I love how like it's just one of those ones when while you're reading it the like the, the it's masterfully written like you're it's just so well like beautifully put together like and reading mm-hmm. it this time i realized that like even the opening chapter is like a perfect little short story and just like like you could read that on its own and, and there's so much like characterization and everything and it's just so it's just so well done and like it's one of those ones that you'll well i found it kind of also reading it with like new the new like sort of scrutiny of being of really older like, and like knowing more about like writing and knowing more about yeah like, what, yeah was like, like really like, I do remember, I remember that feeling the first time of just being like lo- loving the 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 writing itself like separate to the story even but yeah just again like really like understanding why it's so good. I suppose is the difference now. It's like then I just loved it. Now I can kind of see what's so brilliant about it. Or even picking Actually, out the story. Of, like, the great. way the way they did that, like that's what I mean with like the what did I say about like Phil K. Dick characterization of that character is I just love the way that that's a very subtle way to point out how sexist he is. I just yeah. love the way that was kind of characterized, which was that Revolutionary Road. But like I know what you mean. Kind of like whenever I read stuff now more, I might see something and be like, Jesus, just like the way they thought of that or the way they did that is just yeah so cool to me or something. It's like, and like he expresses these feelings in like a really, uh, like economic way, and it's like stuff that you like, stuff that I'm not even aware that I have experienced. But then he just puts it on paper, and it's like, oh yeah, that you just summed up that feeling that I understand, mm-hmm. and it's like, uh, it's it's brilliant. And it's also, I didn't realize as well, but the the main character turns thirty in it, which is like. <laughs> And yeah, I start, and I started reading it like before I turned thirty, and I was like, "Oh, ah, that's why I'm doing this." <laughs> so it just like fit in really, really nicely too. And um, it's like a, what Ryan Hardy says about like the importance of rereading books, and he uses that. Uh, is it a Buddhist phrase? It's like no man steps in the same river twice. So mm. meaning like the man's changed, but so does the river. And yeah, I definitely got that. Even though I loved it all over again, it felt so different. There's even like I, I even like forgot a lot of like what felt like major details I like misremembered and stuff, but 
one of the things was like whenever like I, I first read it when I was like I was just starting college so it might it might be over 20 years not starting not 20 years 10 years 10 <laughs> not that old <laughs> would have been 20 or maybe younger 19 mm. maybe You've 19 been around that age and anyway, can like on yeah. the cusp 19 20 but like when i read it that time uh i thought like the the main character was so cool and like i was like and and now i'm like what what an idiot <laughs> <laughs> in certain in certain regards it's not the whole not like all the time it's just like certain things which i thought was so aspirational the way he like thought and talked now i'm kind of like it would and and especially it's like i think because we're the same age and i'm like but also because of the time it's set and it's like set in the 50s Mm. when someone of that age should be way more mature just in the nature of like how things are like yeah of course like in the way just like there's that thing of like uh, teenagers wasn't a thing until the 60s, 60s. was it? Yeah, and no, so they like, reckon it was just a marketing ploy as well. But yeah, yeah, it was you turn 16, you got a job, you got a wife, you got a house, and that was it. Like Yeah. And like even, um, and now like the way you hear people be like, oh, your 30s is your new 20s and all this here. So it's like th- there is that kind of, that shift. So like I think that compounded it a little bit to be like, this boy shouldn't be behaving like this or whatever. And yeah, I where he's, really he's kind of imma- you see him as more immature, which is kind of funny because then whenever you were more immature, you were probably aspiring to be like that at thirty. And yeah, I thought I was like, oh like, man, this guy's class. <laughs> yeah, and now you're thirty reading it, and you're like, cop on, man. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, well, you know? I, it's that. I think it's supposed that thing that um, people like younger people always have about people older than them. It's like that they've got it all worked out. Mm. And yeah, like when I was younger, I, I that's what I saw. But now rereading it, I can see through the that he's. I suppose his character's covering up the fact that he doesn't have things really worked out or yeah stuff like that. But can yeah, I, 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 see, I haven't read it, so I don't actually know. But I get, I think I get what you mean. Like, you, do you want, do what I've been doing more recently with my reading? I can't remember what it's the official term is because I know there's a proper term for it. It's like I've been like kind of. Sometimes, like a lot of times, you know, I sometimes I still do. Obviously, you just read and you just enjoy the story and you go on with it. But now I'm kind of trying to get into more of like sometimes I like I reread paragraphs a lot more, or like if I find a word and although I think I know the meaning, I read look it up anyway just to check. You know, like obviously the ones that I don't know, just to kind of mm-hmm. like try and get more stuff out of it and everything, just to kind of trying to like almost like reading not even necessarily more critically but trying to decipher stuff i like more like if i come across a paragraph yeah. or a chapter or something that i like and i'm like why or how did they do this or what does yeah. this mean you're not kind of a way yeah it's i'll just... do that if I, if there's like a sometimes a paragraph or something or like a sentence where i'm like geez that's so mm. like that really struck a chord with me and then i'll like reread it again to try and work out why that was mm. and really understand why it Elicited those emotions and stuff, yeah. Yeah, trying to like, yeah, like the words that they used and the way to do it. I can't remember, there's a definitely term for it. I call it like being more involved in reading, kind of like because mm-hmm. you are in more involved in the book, you're more diving into it. But I keep I keep saying, I can't remember what it's called, and I keep hoping that the words will come to me. It'll and just I pop in. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it might come to you later, sure. Have you thought yeah, of what, end... you, what you were watching recently? Um. No, I don't know why this is really fun to take me by. I know I've been watching a bit more of the Boondocks, but I haven't watched that much. I just I feel like there's something 
Oh, well, it's obviously been watching, I suppose, The Falcon and Wolter Soldier and Invincible, which I've been really enjoying. Oh, yeah. Um, um, but yeah, that's, I suppose that's about the main bit of it. Have you been watching? Have you been watching either of them? No, I don't. Know. What's Invincible? I don't even think I've heard of that. Yeah, I was kind of, see. I was, I was thinking that you probably haven't heard of that, but I've read like the. I think there's. I think I've read a hundred of the comics, but it's the comic is written by Robert Kirkman, who wrote The Walking Dead, and it's like his superheroes, and it's really really good. It's a lot like a bit more darker and everything like that, but it's kind of like. It's kind of like you know the kind of teenage like high school American thing, but then done with like he's a superhero, but it's just done really well and it's very very original and it's on Amazon. I definitely okay. recommend it. It's really good. But it's like Jesus, it's got some voice cast. His dad is fucking J.K. Simmons. He's voiced by Stephen Yeun, who was the guy in The Walking Dead. Uh, oh, yeah. Ezra Miller's in it in one episode. Um, Jesus, like the voice cast in it is insane. So like usually nice. that usually that means. That the it's going to be good because like they got such yeah. a high profile guys and it's like and is so is this just started? Yeah, it only I think it's episode six was started like six weeks ago. All right, cool. Mm-hmm. I'll give that a go. Um, yeah. I haven't started watching any of uh, Falcon Winter Soldier yet. I've heard I've heard good things though. Yeah, every episode gets better, and the last episode is fucking class. So yeah. the next episode is the finale, which I think is like it is. I think like what they're doing, particularly uh, what they did in the last episode, like because you haven't won't say so much because you haven't seen it. It's just five episodes, is it? It's six episodes. Six episodes. Hmm. I won't say because you haven't seen it, but there's just certain things that they're doing in it that I was worried that they might kind of shy away from, and I'm really glad that they didn't. And I'm just gonna uh, uh, maybe maybe once you watch it, I'll, I'll we'll explain more. All right, cool. <laughs> and uh, well, just I'm oh, sorry, go ahead. No, no, it's all right. Don't worry, this is just a wee joke thing that I was going to do. It doesn't really matter. We can go with yours first. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to say that uh, um, I just finished watching a show, so I might uh, st- I might start on that now, seeing as there's only one episode left. Yeah. Might might be what I watch like this week, and then I'll probably might be caught up by the time the new mm-hmm. episode comes out. I just started but, watching uh, it because I got spoiled with WandaVision, so I was like, I don't want it to happen yeah. with this like, anyway. Well, see, I, I, yeah, I, I was... Uh, I was happy with how I watched WandaVision though, because it seemed that like people who were watching it every week kind of got disappointed because they were like building up all these like possible outcomes. Where I actually think that, um, and I think I wasn't so aware of some of the problems because I just like binged it on one day. Hmm. And I was, I think I started watching it like three or four whenever I got spoiled, but I still really enjoyed it. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, in a way, I was kind of like thinking about stuff and, and all, but I, I don't know. I don't yeah. have any problem with it. <laughs> Would prefer it was all out in one go, but like I think that's just what Netflix initially spoiled with us, and then there's other streaming services aren't doing it like that, and it's like, why not? <laughs> I want yeah, to spend but... the entire day and get it through the season. Like, <laughs> yeah, but I think the problem with WandaVision was like, like all the speculation, and yeah. then it just it just couldn't add up to that that hype. Whereas if it was all just out at once, then that wouldn't have happened. Like, yeah. people wouldn't have got their hopes up to the same degree. But I kind of like, I kind of usually like it whenever it doesn't live up to any of the speculation. Because I do like speculating and you do feel good if you get it right, but I'd prefer to be surprised. I was thinking, you know, do you remember before uh, Endgame came out about the whole thing with Ant Man going into Thanos' yeah. ass? Yeah, no. I still love that. <laughs> if only. <laughs> yeah. Pretty sure the Rooster Brothers were asked about that. And he's like, they, I think they handled it well, but they were like, you know, like, who knows? It's a possibility. Like, you know, like. <laughs> 
Do you know I always love even before Infinity War? Did you know like fucking Mark Ruffalo like spoiled Infinity War like a year before it was out? I think I remember hearing something about that, yeah. It's just so funny in an interview. It's like, you know, because somebody says something about like, you know, like in these movies, you know, everyone's going to be okay and nobody died. He's like, where do you see the next one? And he's like, oh, shit. <laughs> but then he passed it off as a joke, but then it turns out he was right. Yeah. <laughs> so that's a whole thing too with Tom Holland. And always spoiling stuff and like doing stuff by accident and that. yeah there's one thing I don't know if it's a setup or if it's true it looks like it's true but you know you don't know but it's like he decided to do like a live stream he got sent something from like Marvel yeah 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 he lifts up the box and it's like do not like show anyone <laughs> it's like I don't care if it's real or not I thought it was funny yeah <laughs> yeah I think he did that with like I think he's I don't know there's something yeah he does. He's done it a lot. Where it's like put showing something on camera or something. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> he has done it an awful lot. Definitely <laughs> the worst part. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I, the show I finished watching there uh, yesterday was uh, was it's a sin. Have you seen that? No, never even heard of it actually. Um, is it uh, Irish? That's such a fucking Irish expression. No, it's uh, I think it's a Channel Four show, maybe. Hmm. But it's about um. It's about basically uh, like a group of gay friends in the eighties, and oh, then I have heard about this actually. Yeah, I think the 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 writer sorry sorry to interrupt. The writer was like it's kind of semi autobiographical or something, isn't it? The writer was I I I haven't looked into it, but I imagine so. Just from just the style of the story, it, it feels like that. Yeah, but um, yeah. Like I, I heard about it a few different places, like on Facebook and stuff. And like every time it came up, it was like I cried after every episode. <laughs> so I was like, "Oh, sweet, yeah, gonna get a, gonna shed a few tears at this." Mm. I didn't shed any tears until the last episode, but still, mm. still pretty good. <laughs> That's good. I was I looking forward to just being, being a big weeping mess every <laughs> every. <laughs> so but it is very sad in a way. Like it, it's it's really well done. I'd imagine it would be. I, I was reading something recently that apparently, like, coming out, like, uh, like some, somebody gay coming out came out of, like, the AIDS epidemic because people had to, like, admit that they had AIDS. And mm. that was, like, that was obviously, like, it was, even though not only gay people had AIDS because it was, a lot, a lot of them did and because the epidemic was there, that that's what it came out of. People were coming out as gay because they had to come out as, essentially gay because they had to come out saying that they had AIDS. Mm. For certain reasons, whether it be like for medical reasons or whatever, like this, and it's kind of how it developed because otherwise it was just kind of like a was it they do in the American military? Don't ask, don't tell, kind of, yeah, <laughs> just kind of undercover darkness. Which I thought is like because I think it's obviously a good thing that people should do that, but it's like such a horrible reason as to why it started, yeah. yeah. Uh, like, no, it is very good, um, it's just it, it like it's it's sad but it's also like it, it kind of angering to like kind of forget how things are perceived like we've, we've come so far even in the last few years i suppose it's like it feels so foreign yeah and then like aids came along and people didn't know anything about it and it, it seemed to just be targeting gay men and it was and like any um like there's a scene where one of the the female characters in seeing her GP and she's asking about like does he have inform- any information on AIDS because that's the thing too they couldn't even like it, it started in New York basically that was like where uh the, the it, like the first place that 
it became known and like really affected people. And then like in London, they were just, there was no information. They couldn't even tell people thought it was like fake. And, mm. and then she asked her doctor and he was like, I don't have anything about that. Why would I have no anything about that? It's like the, even the implication of having anything to do with the disease that people that might make you gay like that, even that, like you couldn't like that idea or whatever. It was just, Jesus, yeah, it's mad. I suppose you don't really think about that stuff, particularly now because we can look everything up about it, like and all that. Yeah. And there's also you can get the kind of like, wasn't well, it? It's like the HIV kind of like vaccine now. So yeah, of. there's prep and prep. That's it. Yeah. There's two prep and pep. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> prep I don't know. and ones yeah, for like... ones for ones to stop stop you getting it, and ones for if you already have it to like uh, suppress it. Basically, I think yeah. is how it works. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, that's that is what works here. But, but like, that's like amazing, as you're saying. Like, yeah, but, you know what you mean? Back then, you got no chance of that. Probably hung out to dry. And also, back then, you could have very easily met a doctor. He might have just thrown you out because he was homophobic. Like, it's not exactly going to happen any. Well, that's well, the thing, too. You know, people like, people like, didn't know how it was spread, even at the start. And they would just like throw people in like hospital rooms and leave them there and treat them like shit because they didn't, they thought that it was like super. Like contagious and stuff. Mm. Didn't know what, how like how carefully had to be and stuff like that. Jesus, that's mad. Yeah, I I watched a documentary last night too. Um, because I wanted to like a uh, just wanted kind of more information on it, and I heard about this pod or did I say podcast? You were about to say podcast there. No? I watched a documentary. Did I say that? <laughs> I meant to say that. I think, you know, yeah, I think you said I podcast. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I heard about this great documentary a while ago, and I only want, but I watched it last night after finishing the show called uh, "How to Survive a Plague," mm. and that's like, um, basically, after like the AIDS broke out in um, in New York, in it was a Greenwich Village where it like really kicked off, and um, basically they all like, it, it, they there's this big like all these protests and like it's a group of activists like that came together to basically make all like to like they would have been really fucked they were fucked but they would have been more fucked if these people didn't come together and like basically they were responsible for the drugs and all to be made and everything it's it's a it's a it's about like really the theme is like how much I suppose people can do when they come together like that. Mm. There's like a small group that like self-educated and like they even like they would do protests, but they would also help like companies get these drugs to test and everything. Cause they, like they were the problem that they were trying to fight against was like, there's only like a, like one or two drugs in like circulation and there's all these ones being tested and they were like, we need to get them out. We need to like try them even if they, even if they're bad, like they're we're dying out here. Yeah, I suppose it's not like now where it's like you know it's like you're it's no longer a death sentence, but I suppose it's kind of forgetting that like you no know, back then yeah. it was a death sentence to begin with. Yeah. So like yeah, I know what you mean. Cause it's like and there is actually there is a thing. Um, you're allowed to test pharmaceuticals that are like untested if a person's going to die anyway. Now I can't remember what it's called. It's like a a term for it. It's like therapeutic. Uh, it's like therapeutic beneficence or something like I can remember. Like it's very mm. interesting because it's like, like one of the most re- sorry, it's a bit off topic, but most recent ones that they've been doing in America, which has been very successful, is there's a drug that they're giving people, and um, 
it lowers the temperature of your body like by like 20 degrees but it makes it makes it everything basic like in your brain and your heart is still functioning but your your blood flow slows so much that a lot of people are it's like 90 percent successful people surviving gunshot wounds because they don't bleed out because you usually oh. die from bleeding out because it's it slows the blood flow to the point where your body will still function at the basic level but you will not die then sorry that's a bit off topic it's almost, but that's what it's almost like a drug just coma or something Kind of, but then because it lowered of the body temperature and everything that there, it's kind of actually close to like, they're probably going to use it like biogenic kind of idea. It's like reducing just the basic function. Kind of, and, and slowing down the heart rate to like what it could, the slowest it could possibly be, if you know what I mean, without yeah. you dying. Hmm. That's pretty mad. Yeah. But, uh, there was like, we were talking about in that uh, documentary, the um like they eventually got one drug that they thought was like the most likely candidate and they tested on loads of people and like auto, like every the when they um tested it all the viral loads dropped way down but then the next day they all came back up apart from one who stayed down and that one was the person or that like the fact that they could keep it down in one gave them hope that they could get it to work for everyone they just need to work out how yeah it's pretty mad it's pretty interesting you just can't it is unfortunately a lot of the times just trial and error and you have to try and figure it out like but i suppose back then it would have been hard because even like see would have been so hard back then i'm thinking from like such a slow transfer of information back then to compared to what yeah. we have now you could fire everything across like you would have had to like host people documents you know what I mean? Yeah. Or they would have to, for like, for like, you know, for getting information from what's happening in New York to England, they would have had like post over the documents or to be released in a journal, which is then published, which takes yeah. you know, years to read it, which is fucking crazy to think about. It's not just a literally Google Scholar or fucking any one of these things. You can use <laughs> Google Scholar or anything in Science Direct and you put in some keywords and find what you're looking for. Like, yeah. Call people on phones, barbaric. Ah, but you know what I mean. You know what I mean. You can't really. You can kind of tell people, but you sort of need. You'd need like the spreadsheet oh, or yeah, whatever right. you need in front of. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't take that joke well. <laughs> right before we go any further, I can't believe we've waited this long, but I think we have to address the fact that we have to say goodbye to His Lord and Majesty Prince DMX, who passed away earlier during the week. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That was the shit joke I was going to say earlier. Well, I'm glad. I you told you it me. wasn't important. <laughs> I feel like I should have built it up more. Oh well. Something about X going to give it to G- X going to give it to Jesus now. <laughs> I just love the uh, the photos going around of him with orchids. Now, have you seen any of them? <laughs> no. He apparently used to keep orchids, and he's like, uh, it's like him and like a documentary photos of it. And he's like, at first, when I bought them, I thought they would need like the best soil and the best water. And then I realized all I needed was a little time and attention. <laughs> okay. <laughs> fucking hell. Where's this fucking mellow guy coming from me? Where all I can think of him is fucking exactly, I'm just going to give it to you. <laughs> so aggressive. Um,. Anything else you watched recently? No, I don't think I haven't watched that much recently. 
I can't really think of what I've been doing. I think was I ta- was I telling you about uh, Top Secret? I feel like I've been telling everyone about this movie since I watched it. No, I don't think so. No, it's um, uh, by the same people who did Airplane and Top or and uh, Naked Naked Gone. Yeah. Oh God, I must watch that. Hey, oh, you've got me hooked already. Like the fact that you just told me it's being by the guys that did Airplane and the Naked Gun, I'm already gonna watch it. I'm already hooked. Yeah. It's uh, I I heard about it because I watched um, review the Red Letter Media. They do like um, it's like re colon view where mm-hmm. they like it's stuff that they've seen a long time ago or they revisit or whatever. And actually, if anyone's looking for good movies to watch, I find you can just kind of go through what they've covered on that, and it's pretty much all good, except. Mm-hmm. I'll get to that actually, <laughs> but um, yeah. So that, that's how that's how I found out about this. Whenever they uploaded that, I think I watched like maybe I watched a bit of the video. I think and then I was like, I'm gonna just actually stop watching this. And, watch the movie and, and <laughs> watch the movie. Well, it was a long time ago that I actually like you know went on my list, but only recently I got, I got I watched it and oh man, so good. It's like I I missed. I didn't even realize that I missed those kind of like super dumb, but like so dumb that it takes brains. It's to just write genius. Kind of, I think it's yeah. genius because I think they're they're. I think I've said it before, maybe on this or at least person. Their formula or something was like every ten seconds has to be a joke or a visual gag or something. It doesn't matter what the joke is, yeah, but there they has had, to be. They like, had really strict rules. Yeah, it's like, and yeah. you can only have one joke at a time. Yeah, and stuff like that. And yeah. Uh, just I always thought of like the Naked Gun, the first one of the Naked Gun yeah. was one of my favorite movies ever. Just all the stuff in that, even like you know, whenever he's driving the car and stuff, and I just had the background going mad. <laughs> it's just okay. I yeah. fucking love them so much. Like every scene. <laughs> but yeah, like yeah, like as a because I I watched the I watched the the full uh, review video about it today as like a refresher. And yeah, they were talking about something that I noticed as well. It's like sometimes the comedy gets so like ridiculous that it's like a like pure absurdist almost. Like it like transcends from slapstick to like absurdist, just like really weird weirdness. Like, mm-hmm. and that's the thing too. Some of it is like it's really inventive. Like they they go above and beyond and at points just mm-hmm. to like it's class. I'll yeah. I'll. I'll not spoil anything because it like I'm 100% like, I'll, give, I'll give one example which... now man to be honest because like I'm not gonna lie like those movies I fucking always always love yeah. them like <laughs> I'll give one example because it's not it's it's only like a, a split not gonna like, spoil a, anything like second joke but uh, just as a to give you a feel for what I'm talking about like there's a part where um the guy gets he punches him and he falls off a tire and then he just like it, and then it's like a porcelain man who lands on the ground, just shatters to pieces. It's just like shit like that, where you're just like you. It's like unexpected and like just pure imagination. It's it's class, like so good. I don't know why that's making me think of like I think an example. Naked Gun. I'm probably gonna like kind of butcher the scene, but I think it's like they're chatting about the crime scene. He's like any footprints, and then they like walk over, and it's like a it's I can't remember which one it's in. It's like a dinosaur's footprint, and he's like. Yes, we find this at the scene. It's like the prehistoric area or something like that. And I don't think he even says, like, I don't think it's anything to do with the case. And then they just walk <laughs> on and stuff like that. Like, it just, 
I think you mean about absurdist. Like, I think that's that would classify yeah. like that's past even slapstick at all. That's just yeah. Or like fucking he or the chalk outline on the water, and then <laughs> Leslie walks walks up, and he's like, "It's amazing, you fell right into that outline there." And it's just oh. <laughs> yeah, it's brilliant. I was gonna say, oh yeah, they were talking about on the on the Red Letter Media channel. They were saying that um, like Leslie Nielsen was a wasn't a comic actor before they got him on Airplane. Airplane yeah. right first, wasn't it? I think. I think Airplane did. They yeah. did, or did they do Police Squad even before that? Oh yeah, the TV series Police Squad. I think might have been yeah. first year. Which I've actually watched some of that too, and it is actually pretty funny. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's yeah the same it's like, type of thing. Yeah, he was. He he was. Comic actor, he was just a like a like regular straight actor, but um, mm. that's also what is amazing about those movies. It's like they're not played for laughs; they're taken so deadly serious. Yeah. <laughs> it's like as I said, it's like it's played like there is no joke, and that becomes yeah. part of the joke. And there's and because yeah, they even compared so it to well, like because like... Leslie is in one of the scary movies, I think, and like mm. they don't. It's like he's doing all these weird, funny faces now, and it's like, yeah, it's like that's not how you use Leslie Nielsen. Yeah. You just have like, him as a, like the pure like guy, the pure yeah. diamond. Yeah. It's not even aware that what's happening around him is funny, like, and that is just so much better. And this movie was uh, Val Kilmer's first movie. Oh wow, Jesus! Yeah, that's class. He's like the main, the main guy in it, and he's he's actually brilliant in it. Uh, they were saying that uh, the director's seen him in a play or something and they hired him. Oh, wow. And it's like, so this one's kind of like a parody, like a spy movie parody, obviously, but it's also a parody of like kind of like Elvis movies. And it's technically a, a musical because there's a few musical numbers. And I didn't realize <laughs> until I watched this video that uh, Val Kilmer actually does all the singing too, which is pretty cool. Oh, that's <laughs> Yeah. Um, what was I going to say? I don't know, just an interesting tidbit, I suppose, about Leslie Nielsen or... One thing I liked is I watched, um, it's actually pretty good. I think it's 1953 or 50, no, 1956, I think, the movie, and I enjoyed it, Forbidden Planet, which is the yeah. movie that the comic book chain store Forbidden Planet is actually named after. And it's actually well worth a watch. But it's really, I remember watching That was it. the one that they used as a clip in that video actually as an example of him not being funny yeah yeah that's what i was, say. I was watching it like it was so weird to see him like that plus he's younger he doesn't have gray hair or anything yeah. like that but i'm just like watching him being like i don't know why i keep expecting something weird like even though it is <laughs> yeah. like a kind of a weird movie anyway but i keep kind of expecting like this pure mad humor to come out of somewhere but it doesn't because he's yeah. playing it pretty much the same way yeah, it's like, <laughs> yeah that's what they were saying it's like you know he's just a kind of they, an accidental discovery that when they realized that he was so funny, like it and it changed his entire career. Like it was never his intention or whatever, or <laughs> he just happened to play that role and it worked so well. And that was the rest of his life, then I suppose. Hmm? Sorry, I say they like it was never his intention to be a comic actor, just whenever mm-hmm. he was he played that role. That changed his life then, and that became what he did for the rest of his life and the rest of his career, which is yeah. interesting. And it worked so well. Yeah. <laughs> it worked so well. Like, But I like that, played as if there is no joke, because yeah. that actually describes it perfect. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Um, um, another movie I watched recently, this was, again, due to a review, but this is one they only uploaded last week, I think. I watched Event Horizon. Have you seen that? 
I'd want to keep meaning to watch actually. That's and the reason I, that I, think, I, I think I've seen it years ago and I've been meaning to watch it again. Yeah. Yeah. I I I I like started watching it or half watched it, um, but didn't like wasn't really paying attention. It was just on. <laughs> yeah. So I didn't like really remember. It. I remembered like some of the set pieces and stuff, but I didn't really remember anything that happened. Hmm. But um, yeah, and the reason I said that usually they review good movies in this one, uh, Mike was just like the whole time. He's like, I don't know why we're here. I hated this. <laughs> it's like, it's like giving out to Jay. It's like, you know, this isn't really what we use re- review for. We're supposed to do good movies. He just wasn't having it at all. He was like, I, I watched the movie when it came out and I didn't like it. And then we got given this nice new Blu-ray copy and we watched it again. And my opinion hasn't changed. <laughs> <laughs> If anything, it's compounded my opinion and like, reinforced <laughs> yeah. it. Like, <laughs> but uh, Jay did enjoy it, and like, yeah, like, and I, it's funny actually because I wrote down, uh, a note that like this movie, uh, is actually one that needs a reboot, and that was one of the first things Jay said as well, mm. because it's just because like there, there's not actually much to the movie, but I think it's got a gr- a, a concept that has a lot of potential. Yeah, kind of like uh, Arrival and Contact. (laughs) Contact was a good try, but Arrival is perfection. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Sorry, but um, I actually don't know the concept of Event Horizon. It's basically, like, it starts off and it feels very traditional. And Sam Neill explains how a a warp drive or a a gravity, is it a gravity drive, I think he calls it. Hmm. And it's he he does the same thing that uh, Matthew McConaughey does in Interstellary folds up a paper piece of paper re- representing space time and puts a pencil through it and it's like that's how a wormhole works so he explains how this all works he's he's on the crew he's on the ship um the these this like team was hired they don't really know why they're hired and sam neil is there and he's um the person who developed this i think he designed the ship or made the drive or something like that hmm. made the drive maybe moved the whole ship i'm not sure so he's explaining what's going on and it's a, this ship's called the Event Horizon and it disappeared and they've just rediscovered it again. Anyway, turns out that whenever the the wormhole, whenever the ship passed through that wormhole, it actually passed through a hell dimension on its way. So it's brought back these like spirits from hell and that's what happened to the old crew. They were possessed or whatever. But I think that ha- I think like that has a lot of potential. That like yeah, it does. And, and the the main that like the, the, this movie is like pretty light on plot. Directed by the same guy who directed the first Mortal Kombat movie and all of the Resident Evil movies. <laughs> uh, so I've got an idea of what it's going to be like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Although it's definitely like the there is that kind of of like it's got a bit of that vibe, but it's definitely the probably the closest he's made to like a. The most yeah, like proper movie. <laughs> yes, most serious. I'm gonna guess it, yeah. but it still kind of has that kind of twang. And, and yeah, they mentioned something on review as well. We're just saying it's like, well, it's not, fu- it's not scary. And I was like, oh yeah, it's not scary actually. And like, it, I I don't know. I never really noticed watching it. I was like, I could tell that they were going for like it being kind of like it was using like a sci-fi horror, horror kind of thing. Yeah, it yeah. was like it was using horror tropes or something. It was like it was using the language of horror, but it just wasn't scary. Yeah. But but as I was watching it, like it, there are some cool moments, and it's mainly the visuals 
on the the design set design and stuff like that that's the main thing the the concept and the visuals and when i was watching it, i was imagining if it was done by like david fincher and i was imagining like seven or seven and as it's spelled combined with this and i was thinking of like the the sort of like the the biblical stuff that like uh, John Doe uses and all like and that kind of like that aesthetic combined with this. And then I thought of Brian Fuller and I was thinking of like a series this, and the same as like the Hannibal series or something like that. And, yeah. I, and then I started getting excited yeah. <laughs> about this little idea. <laughs> about these other people doing work that I would enjoy. <laughs> yeah, well, But just like, like Brian Fuller is, is another guy who's like... It's, the visual style is such a bit, huge component of that and like he could really mm-hmm. get indulgent with it and I think do something cool but it's unusual like I, I don't really remember ever watching something before and being like this is actually something that should be rebooted, rebooted or like because there's so much yeah. more here that they could do there's, um, there's actually something that I'd watched recently and I was like I can't believe this hasn't been rebooted yet actually Especially with all the kind of like comic book stuff and all that. I was like, I watched, rewatched The Mask, which mm. I still love to this day. But I was watching and I was like, why is this not being rebooted? I was like, you don't even have to do a reboot. It's like, you could definitely do a 20 year on continuation or you could do like <laughs> Jim Carrey's like fucking character throwing away the mask. You know what I mean? I was like yeah. watching it and I was like, I actually can't they, believe that this hasn't been done yet. <laughs> I was like, they <laughs> did. They, they did a shitty sequel. Yeah, with like his dog. And somebody else that like doesn't so, fucking ex- so exist. Like Son of the Mask or something. Yeah. And yeah. I remember even a couple of years ago, I rewatched all the Saturday morning cartoons. <laughs> I still love them. Yeah. And these still, still cartoons worth watching. Like, um, but um, I, I, it's Ventura cartoons as well. Yeah, the East Ventura cartoons and the Tech as well. That's one of my favorites. Yeah. <laughs> oh fucking! I've rewatched all the Tech so many times. So brilliant! Like, that's <laughs> clash. Yeah. And, um. Oh, yeah, but like, I was rewatching The Mask and I was like, this is still really enjoyable. Like, even, it's like, you know, it, it is kind of a product of its time, but it still works really well because even though it's like set in the 90s, he's kind of a 50s character and the gangsters are kind of like sort of updated 50s gangsters. You know what I mean? Like, I was just really enjoying yeah. it, but I was like, I can't believe it hasn't been done again because he could definitely do it. Like, I was like, I was kind of like, could you get Jim Carrey back? And I was trying to think, like, who could you get? You'd have to get some kind of comedian. I can't remember because I feel like this is another thing. I feel like I had a good. Chris Pratt in mind. I can. I was thinking Chris Pratt too. Yeah, but I feel like he, I feel like he's too buff for it. <laughs> yeah. Chris Pratt would be good though. That's good. He tells like a typecast as the guy that's just fucking jokey. That's it. Like... I don't know. I'm trying to think. T.J. But, Miller. Um... Hmm. T.J. Miller. He would actually probably be good. Yeah. Mm. Didn't he like punch somebody Someone in the cab? Like that. <laughs> he, did, he did something bad I think I can't remember what I don't know I remember reading about it and the one thing that was unclear is he got in a fight with somebody I in a taxi he... or the taxi driver but I wasn't sure whether it was it was something to do with Trump and I wasn't sure people weren't sure if it was because he was pro or anti <laughs> I think he might have had some kind of breakdown or something too did he I think that might be true do you oh do you know who would be an off the wall actor for the mask Listen, Mr. <laughs> a really like straight mask played pure straight. I yes. don't even know how that works. Yeah. With all these cartoon antics going on. Like, yeah. 
I was going to say, um, fucking Mr. LaBeef, Sh- Shia LaBeouf, there we go. Oh. <laughs> Jeez, that'd be interesting, actually. <laughs> yeah, I think that would be good. No, who should do it, just because I want to see him get more work. Charlie Day. Oh. Charlie Day. <laughs> yeah, that could actually work too, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I keep meaning to watch Shia LaBeouf's movie, Honey Boy. It's very good. I keep meaning to watch it, yeah. The and that other one, Peanut Butter Falcon's quite good too. I watched the Peanut Butter Falcon. That was fucking, I really enjoyed that. The reason I watched it was it was said it was like a, a modern day, like a, it was called a modern day Mark Twain tale before. And I was like, oh, well. Yeah. Big, big Mark very, Twain like, fan. So I was like, watched and... it. I was like, hey. I just, yeah, yeah I, cool. I really love the it's Peanut Butter Falcon. nice vibe. Yeah. I just love the fact that, like, I actually love Shia Buff in it, but he's like his character in it, and he's just like his guys like tells me his dancers, and he's like, I don't care. He's like, either you come away, like you know, he just kind of mm. liked that. He just didn't. He just didn't. He was like the he was the only person in the movie at that point who just did not care about it. I also thought it was mad that he was like the guy with Down syndrome was living in like a retirement home, mm-hmm. and then he's <laughs> just like, is that actually what happens in America? I was like, that's so weird yeah. to me, you know. But uh, yeah, I might watch that again actually because I was like very hungover and only half watched it when I first seen it, but I still really liked it. Mm. So it's probably a good sign, actually. No. Yeah, no, I I watched it like I just sat down and watched it day and I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I was like, I'd watch it again, but no, I'm gonna watch right. Top Secret. <laughs> I cannot wait. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> okay, I want to go because I've got a. Big plans for my dinner tonight. Even got a, I even got starters. Oh, nice one, Jesus! I just, I just bought like a, I seen like, like one of those stuffed mushrooms, and I was like, Fuck nice, it. love stuffed mushrooms. And I've got a, I've got a tuna steak there, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna go mad. I'm gonna yeah. listen tuna tinfoil while you cook your tuna steak. <laughs> huh? I'm gonna listen tuna tinfoil while you cook your tuna steak. <laughs> chew, and I'll be chewing on steak. Yeah. <laughs> but um. Oh yeah, I think I asked you, but have you seen The Big Sick? No, I think we were talking about this when when I saw you when last year. Because I think I yeah, brought up Miles' um, podcast as well. Yeah, man, that's another oh, one you need to watch. Yeah, The Big Sick. No, you have brought it up on this before. Yeah, that's right. I'll actually get them now. And actually, I think like it's kind of nice listening to this pod their pod their podcast together too because it's kind of like. It's almost like the prequels because <laughs> it's a, it is a, it's based on the true story of how him and Emily met and everything, mm. and it was really nice because in one of the last podcasts of his I was listening to, he was talking about how much he loved like rom coms, and I was just kind of like, ah, oh, and you've made a rom-com. one of my favorite rom coms. <laughs> <laughs> about your life, I was, I was thinking like, more like, and you made a rom com about your romantic com- com- comedic life. <laughs> that was hard to say. <laughs> yeah, but it's like like it's. Uh, it's a really good movie mm. and yeah it was just kind of just kind of filled me with this like warm feeling it's like oh he loves these kind of movies and he's made one that's so yeah, good that's really cool it's like a dream come true type thing yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so okay what's your recommendations for me to watch after I've made my dinner um well what did we just did we just mention something there that I had seen you hadn't or am I wrong? Oh, we were talking about Peanut Butter Fuck. I mean, we've both seen that. Mm. I can't remember. What are my recommendations for you? I have no idea. Could be anything. Well, because I said it, I'll just say The Mask. 
<laughs> not a bad watch. Um, I have uh, Invincible down here as well. Oh yeah, Invincible. Right. Definitely, definitely give that a shot. I think it's really good. Um, it's just like a, a good original take on superheroes. I think. I actually have um, been curious to about to to revisit the mask, so maybe I'll give that a go. Away. Um. I watched also the the tech TV show, the Amazon one with Peter Stefanowitz recently, and it was actually pretty good, but ends after two seasons, fortunately. I uh, th- think I watched the first season. I thought it was okay. It's okay, I, I think second I season anymore. gets better. I think. Um, there was something I don't know. You beat me on the spot here. <laughs> ah, fuck! I just watch all three well, naked ones again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm definitely going to watch Top Secret, though. I just can't believe I hadn't watched it before. <laughs> he just said it was made by the guys who made Airplane, and I was like, yep, that's it. That's my jam right there. And one of those guys went on to make Basketball, and one of them went on to make Ghost, I think. The one, is that the one with Patrick Swayze? Yeah. It was some Patrick <laughs> that's a Swayze of, that's movie. That's a bit of a fucking pivoting career there. Yeah. <laughs> it was some Patrick Swayze movie. Anyway, they mentioned in, in the video I was watching, it, and I think it was Ghost, yeah. <laughs> It's random, yeah. Do you want to do what I find? Get a random, you know, and it's always sunny. The episode where they get the boat, and they go to the guy, and they go to the guy's boat that's having a party, and like the first guy that talks to him, the kind of old guy, um, not the one with the hook, the other guy that comes up to talk to him. That's actually Patrick Swayze's real life brother. Huh. Yeah. And you, I can't, huh. you'd kind of, you'd kind of notice him in other things too, and I just yeah. never knew it was Patrick Swayze's brother. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Yeah. I find that out recently. I've been dying to tell someone that fact, but it hasn't came up for about a week, you know. You know, when you hear something, uh, like, that's, uh, that's pretty intriguing. I need to find somebody who watches it. <laughs> Glad to help. Yeah. Thanks. All right. <laughs> All right. I'm going to go. Yeah. Get get man, enjoy, your, enjoy your dinner. I need to go make mine as well. Yeah. All right. Glad we can uh, get back get back to this as well. Yeah, we'll get back in the swing of things again now. Yeah, this was just another warm-up episode. We do these every like <laughs> five or six. Yeah. <laughs> just to get That's us. Enough. Just to get you used to us. <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit. What are we doing here? Let's forget our existential dread and grab another beer and just live day to day like we've been doing it for years. After all, it's neither there nor here. We can worry about the future, but most of it won't even include us. We may as well enjoy the shit show while we try to leave it better for everyone Oh.